Hi, my name is Charlie Fitzroy. I'm the CEO of Bradahead Lithium. We are a UK and now US cross-listed company on the AIM and OTC markets. Lithium Explorer with assets in Arizona and Nevada. We've got a very unique situation as we have three types of lithium. We've got lithium pegmatites, lithium brine and lithium clays, all in Arizona and Nevada, which are fantastic places to be developing projects. Um, we listed our company last year on IPO, raised 6.2 million pounds. Um, we've recently conducted a royalty um, funding in December. So we finished December 2021 with a very healthy $9.9 million in the, in the treasury. And then we started 2022 with a very strong start to year. And we've got resource update in Q1 and also in Q2 coming from our other projects. So a lot going on for the company, a lot to delve into in this interview. And that's why I've come to talk to Matthew today. Fantastic, Charlie. Good to see you. Um, thanks for joining us. Uh, you're in the UK at the moment. Um, and we are looking forward to talking about the, the US assets specifically. But we better start off a little bit about you. What's your background? I, well, yeah. Thank you, Matthew. I, I'm a geologist by background. Um, I studied geology at university before spending five years in the British Army. Um, after leaving the Army, I worked in the mineral exploration drilling industry before going back to university. I went back to Imperial and did a master's in economic geology. And then I worked um, across M&A, equity research, um, asset management, and also recently corporate development. So I worked at Citigroup on the M&A team, metals mining, before going to BlackRock briefly with um, the NatRes team there. And then I was a mining analyst at a small brokers in, the, in London, um, running their mining franchise before joining China Molly, which is a very large Chinese corporate miner on their corporate development team, um, which I left them in April 2021. Um, to join Brad ahead um, to help them list and help them develop their assets and grow the, grow the company. Brilliant. Um, there's a few other names I recognise uh, in the PowerPoint, obviously Ian Stalker, Jim Mellon, uh, et cetera. But who, who are the guys who are active uh, that you're working with on, on a daily basis who are actually driving this company forward? Well, Jim is obviously a larger shareholder, one of the founders of the company. It's very supportive. Um, Ian Stalker is the chairman. I speak to Ian you know, daily about what's going on. Um, Ian's obviously, you know, done this a lot he's built 12 mines himself he's got a phenomenal amount of experience within the industry and he's a fantastic um, team member to have as chairman and, and mentoring on this on this process right but but who's the you speak to me on a daily basis but you're you're running and driving it who are the guys on the ground because obviously you're uk based you, you've got well we're going to talk today about um three projects in the us um so who are the guys operationally that we need to be aware of and what have they done so yeah, we've got a very strong team in the US. Um, Jim Goodinger, who's our CEO, is based out in the US. We've also got a geological team based out in Arizona who are running the drill rigs and running the programs out there. And these are guys which obviously making things happen out there in the States. And they're a very experienced team. Um, and they're set in place for a very strong 2022. We've got a current drill program going on at Wikiup, um, which is just in Arizona, one of our sedimentary projects. Um, and then we also have, we finished the drill program in November last year, where we've got a resource coming in this quarter. Um, so these are the guys out there enabling this to happen. And they're also doing all the other work. You know, we've just, we did a geophysical program last year. We've just completed an MT program this year um, on our brine assets. So these guys are the ones out there who are enabling us to do the exploration. And this is what's feeding into our long-term plan for the year. So we, we're doing the drilling our Wikia project, which are sedimentary assets. 
Right. Okay. Just, just if, if you don't mind, I just um, want to sort of break down a few, a few. There's a lot of variables, right? You're, you're a new new company. You've got multiple assets, uh, multiple jurisdictions as well. So, um, just we'll keep this in. I want to I want to start off with the um, the, the business plan time because you 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 IPO'd obviously in the middle of last year. How long was the business and operation pre that, and and, and what shape and form? Um. So the company, uh, so the company had a. It started its life. Uh, it's called something else, and that company um, delisted. And then Bradder was formed back 2017, whereby a company called Zenith Minerals, uh, who are an Australian company, had found the assets in the US. And Bradder organized a JV earning structure where Bradder would earn 55% for a earning of $5 million. Um, the, the company tried to list back in 2019 and did not manage to for a variety of reasons, mainly lithium prices jumping off a cliff. Um, and the focus was slightly different for the company there. It was on some assets which had been moved out of the company. Um, so you know, last year, sorry, 2020, um, there was a renegotiation with Zenith and the 55% earning agreement changed to 100% ownership by Bradder um, for a payment of $250,000. And also Zenith would dilute down to 15% at IPO, which is dilutable now any further raises further. So Bradder came to the market in 2020 one with a completely different structure, different approach, um, different strategy. And that's why we had a very successful IPO. That's where things changed dramatically for us as a company. Yeah, they did. So again, just want to understand that how much money went into the, the private entity or the, the newly private entity before the IPO? I'm hearing five, five million plus 250 so far. What, what else went in? Um, well, the five wasn't fully five going in because I think the, you know, the earning didn't complete. Um, it was, you know, there was a times of low lithium prices. I think everyone just sort of stood back for a bit to repair maintenance. Um, the company was, you know, kept alive by um, support of shareholders and raises over the over the period. Um, wasn't a huge amount going into the company at that point, but there's been, you know, I think two million, two to two three million went into the company during that period of time, and um, you know, it was it was uh, very much sort of keeping the company alive, doing a bit of exploration here and there. And, but now we we raised six point two million pounds at IPO. Uh, last year and that enabled us to start our programs so we started we were drilling at that time as well um we put that in place we did a lot of claim staking we enlarged our claims we did the geophysics all these things building into 2022 so 2021 was a big year of putting things in place getting structures in place and we learned from a lot of things we did in 21 and that's why 2022 this drill second drill program wiki up is going you know four times faster than the last one we're using a different type of drilling technology we're using sonic drilling which is um, uses very little water and it's much more efficient and more environmentally sound for us as a company. And that's one of the key things for Bradder. Now we we've come to the market with assets in Nevada and Arizona. We're trying to develop these for a for a US domestic supply chain. And we want to develop these from a low carbon footprint point of view because most of the world's lithium comes from Australia and South America. You know, Australia has about 60%, and that's from pegmatites, and then South America roughly the balance. Um, <laughs> Pegmatites are high on the carbon intensity point of view because of whether mind they are sent to China to be processed and sent on to the US. We develop assets within the US for the US market. Automatically, that will lower your carbon footprint. And also, any assets we develop, we'll be able to understand what energy mix is going into that processing capabilities. A lot of processing that happens in China, you know, it could be any energy mix going to that. It's unsure. And also, the environmental standards, it's unsure of what, what's happening there. So we have 
standards as a company, which we adhere to. That's part of our ESG policy. You know, we brought a lot of team members on last year, we're an ESG consultant, a processing technical consultants, and ESG consultant, he's been helping us to put into place an ESG policy to engage with our local stakeholders and also uh, local tribes on the ground to make sure this company is set up for the long term. So we're starting good relationships from the start and to make sure we're doing things in the right way, because that's what should happen out there. You know, if you develop a project, you need a two-way relationship. You need to build that with the local stakeholders and the local tribes in the area to make sure we all benefit from what's going on. Okay, okay, I, I get it, and, and we'll, we'll we'll get it. We'll get into all that. I promise. Um, but I, I just want to again just start from the, the beginning because we've not heard the story before, and these guys haven't heard the story before, and it's, it's a new company. Why, why should we? Um, maybe start with some definitions first of all, because you, you talk about it, just with the U.S. assets alone. You're talking about Brian Sedimentary and, and Pegmatite. Just break that down for people. What what, what are they? Well, yes, fair enough. Um, so. I mentioned earlier, about 6% of the world's lithium comes from pegmatites in Australia. We've got a pegmatite asset called San Domingo in Arizona. Um, we've also got clay assets in Arizona. Those assets are similar in structure to Bacanora's project, um, American Lithium's projects, other companies you might have heard of in the US, and Bacanora's obviously in Mexico. And then we have brines up in Nevada, and the brines are similar to what you get in South America. Um, so, so clay is obviously- Hard rock, clay, brine. Just to use the terminology that other people use in the industry because it sometimes get, people get a little bit overwhelmed with descriptions. And the Nevada assets are very exciting because they are, they are brines. We've just done a, some geophysics up there, two types of geophysics, some shallow and deep geophysics, and both have been promised, promising because the deep geophysics have shown us there's a basin there in our Eureka project. We already knew there's a basin in our Wilson project, so we're planning a drill program for that later in the year to drill at Wilson, and also we're now planning one at Eureka. But also we did a shallow geophysics program at Eureka, which shows there could be a clay project there too, which is similar to ones in, in the region too. So, you know, Eureka could be a, a double project, who knows. Um, but our clay assets right now, we are drilling on, and that's why we started there, because we could drill there. And this is the easiest asset. Sorry, it is. Well, sorry, again, I just, I just want to understand it, because you've got a lot of optionality there. You've got a lot of, lot of um, assets that you're talking about and drilling. You've got resource Q1, resource QT, brilliant. All, all good stuff. Um, I want to sort of come back to the, the business plan, because if you're talking brines, clays, and rocks, all different technologies in terms of uh, lithium extraction, some more some more established than than others, right? Um, you guys are at an early stage um, now. So, so what what is the plan? Is this to get it to a size and interest for someone else to come in, or whether it be you know buy you out or um, be able to develop these things uh, with their own balance sheet? Or how far do you think you can take these things? What, what was the plan out of the gate? That's a good question. You know, we, we are open to all those options because we've got the experience in the team to enable us to develop the assets. You know, Ian himself has built 12 mines. Um, has he, has he built lithium? On. Has he done lithium? Yeah, he's South America, Brian. Um, yeah, he's, he's worked on lithium projects. He, you know, Ian's got a phenomenal amount of experience in that background. And, you know, he's a geochemist by background. So that's where Ian sort of brings a lot to the, to the story. You know, he's, he, you know, sold lithium projects and sold many other projects and developed them through. He's He's a very phenomenally experienced um, team member. And the fact that we've got all these team members within the, the board of management, that's the key thing for us, returning value to shareholders. We're going to do what's maximizes the value to shareholders. If we, if we, develop, we want the shareholders, you know, the best value is going to be developing the assets, we will do that. If we get suitable offers in the future, and that 
and their shareholders that gives most value back then we'll you know we'll look at um selling assets on but you know we're happy to do both okay yeah, I'm, I'm trying to work out what we're buying into like we're buying into an, an exploration company or was it a development company or do you think obviously with with jim aboard attracting money is not going to be such an issue but you you know strategic partners coming on board later on and, and going the full way but what, what am i buying into what type of company are you how do you describe yourself well yeah we we are unique because we have three types of lithium asset. Each of these assets on their own could potentially be company builders. And the fact we've got three types is key for us because you know, we've got 47 square kilometers of sedimentary claims in Arizona. We've drilled about 2% of that. We've got a resource already in place. We're developing an updated resource. Just to put that in perspective, American Lithium, um, who have got assets up in Nevada as well, they've got 30 square kilometers and they've drilled about 40% of their, of their claims. So. We're going to develop a big asset, our clay assets. We know clay is there. We've done the geophysics. We're developing our process and technology at the same time because that's the key thing of clays. So th this is, I'm going back to your question, Matthew, don't worry. Um, this is, um, you know, that is a company builder in itself. And then we've got the brine assets up in Nevada and the pegmatites in Arizona as well. And the pegmatites, we are done in geophysics. It's been very promising so far. It's demonstrated that those pegmatite roots go down deeper. So we're designing a drill program to understand that. And if we get, an idea that what we think is there is there we think there's a deep feeder system there then that is a huge thing for the company because the market understands brine assets he understands pegmatite assets they're still getting its head around clays but if we demonstrate we've got a viable pegmatite then you know our valuation will you know it's a game changer for our valuation and that is what maybe we'll put a lot of focus on you know we've, we've got a lot of funds set aside from the royalty transaction for developing our clay assets to early stage technical study um, and we also put out a placement with that with that um, royalty transaction, which we can use for the brines and the pegmatites. So we've got enough funds to be able to you know, look and understand more about the brines and pegmatites. But obviously any, any huge drilling program at the Brett pegmatites would require additional capital at some point. Right, okay, I, I agree with you. You've got also optionality on the table, and, but you can also look at those as liabilities if you don't have the cash to you know, um, de you know, develop, those, develop those assets, right? So um, the brines, I think you're right, are more understood than perhaps uh, well, and, and, and well, obviously I'm going to use the phrase hard rock because it's a phrase that people understand and, and use, right? So the brines and the hard rock people do understand, um, and they are potentially you know separate companies in their own way. But you know, then potentially lies some confusion or um, misunderstanding for you later on when people try and work out what you are. And then you layer over the, you know, the clays on top of that, where there are companies out there who have achieved huge valuations without necessarily cracking the technical code there to be able to un unlock that without bringing in a gang fang or, or, or similar to kind of help them with that. So you can sort of see that, you know, if I'm looking forward, I'm, going, I'm trying to work out the path that you're going to follow to ensure that these potential future um, bumps along the road are, are best managed. Um, and how you as a company are co coming out the, the, th the three different types of, of lithium projects that uh, you know you see ahead of you? Yeah, no, I, I'm you know I, I can understand how that is um, something which you, know, you want to make sure on top of them. We are on top of it. Um, the clay assets we're drilling those out. It's just a case of drilling out the clays. It's not a really really technical process because the clay is up to 100 meters deep. It's going to be mined in a very shallow manner. It's just a case of drilling up the processing to key thing the clays, and that's what we're doing. We've got our processing uh, consultant who's helping with that, and we're using very good labs for that as well. So that is that is very much in hand. The pegmatites, um, 
we have been doing a lot of work on them, mapping a lot of 3D modeling for the last six, six months. And we're putting a drill program in place um, for that to understand more. Once we understand more, then we can come back to market with a plan going forwards. Right now, we're still understanding the, the pegmatites, but it, we think if what we find is there, what we think is there, and that is a huge game changer for the company. And then the brines, the brines need a lot less drilling than the pegmatites and, and the clay. So it's much easier, it's easy to manage that from an um, operational point of view um, because it's more, you know, you're, you're doing a few holes and then you're getting the brine out and doing the testing. It's, it's slightly different and less, um, less drilling intensive, less operationally intensive than the, the clays and the pegmatites. You're subject to a little bit of uh, some price monitoring at the moment because you, you've had a, a jump, doubling in, of your share price um, in the last month. Um, wh why is that? You, do you understand why that's happened? It, there's a variety of reasons. You know, obviously, we've done a lot of good work in 2021 and we've had some good announcements out this year. Um, huge de-risking events, I suppose. You know, we had a royalty agreement in December whereby LRC, which is Lithium Royalty Corp, we, uh, we raised an aggregate of 10 point um, $5 million. Um, eight of that million dollars is via the royalty placement, which will be used, so the royalty transaction, which will be used to develop our clay assets. Two and a half million dollars is via private placement of LRC, which we can use to develop our brines and or pegmatite assets. So we've got a lot of optionality of those funds. The royalty transaction was phased, so we got two and a half million dollars initially, and then we get another two and a half million dollars when we increase our resources up to one million tons of LC. We're currently at 185,000 tons of LC. And then, and then we also get another three million dollars when we get up to two and a half million uh, tons of LC. Those are very achievable targets, we believe. We've got 47 square kilometers. And I said earlier, you know, American lithium have got just under, I think, uh, five million tons of LC at a certain cutoff, and they've got 30 square kilometers. So we've got a huge area out there. Also, another de risking. Two other big things which came through quite recently. One was we exercised the option um, payment on Burrow, on Burrow Creek East, which is now changed to Basin East um, with Cheetah Partnerships. That reduced that, de-risked that. It was not a risk for us. We were obviously going to do it, but we were just waiting to the time we had the suitable funds available to do it. And then we released our metallurgical test results, which demonstrated really good um, early stage lithium extraction, up to 99% lithium from the leach, which is phenomenal. And it really compares very favorably with our peer group. Um, some of the best results I've seen. Any, any what, are, what are the contaminants in there? Um, there's the usual sort of ones. We have some which are a, a lower levels than other ones too. But you know, we are, it's very early stage. So it's something we're now looking on to work out the best way to make them inactive, um, make sure we can get the you know, process to battery grade lithium carbonate. Right, and why? Why have you kind of? I, I saw the, the the chart with regards to the 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 comp with American lithium. Obviously, the the, the market cap is significant. They've had, you know, huge um, uh, attraction, um, in, uh, huge traction in the in the in the U.S. marketplace. It makes sense to comp, comp yourself to them with with your American um, assets. But is again, how how are you going to play play that? Are you, are you going to try and? Um, direct people towards what American lithium's got versus what you've got. You, I know you talk about you've only explored 2%, they've explored 40%. Uh, but you, you, you've got, you've got to set, you've got to actually work out how much money you're going to need to ad advance that. You're going to need to think about, well, how does that thing move forward? And, and I said only 2 million going into the, into the other two projects. So is, is that your, is that your, um, you know, flagship project? Is that how you're positioning that? Well, we did have some funds from the IPO into the other projects too. So the two and a half million com coming in has actually added to 
funds to our, our projects. But yeah, most of the funds are going towards our sedentary assets because that is where we are permitted to go at IPO and where we see you know, maximum growth from a short time period on resources because it will become quite clear the comparison between us and them once we approve up resources. And that's what we're doing this year. You know, last year, we had a good start to understand what was going on. Now we've got the funds in place to get us to an early stage technical study at our clay assets. And that, that's, that's really important to us as a company. The fact we were able to drill out most of our 47 square kilometres and get an early stage technical study in place from funds we have now. Right. And so and what's the timing on that one? You, you mentioned, you mentioned t- two resources, one in Q1, one in Q2. What's the timing on this one? Yeah, so um, at our base in East project, which is where we're updating a, a previous resource we had, we did a 10-hole program last year, and that'll be out in Q1. And then WikiUp, we've started drilling in December this year, and that main resource will be out in Q2. What, what does a 10-hole um, pro, um, drill program get you? In, in terms of putting out resources, wouldn't when, when you sort of underwhelm the market with, with the size of the resource? Well, that's what we did. We did a 10-hole program because... You know, we only raised a certain amount of funds at IPO. We want to be conservative. We wanted to get things going and increase the resource there because there was a 2018 program done. So we, we, we what we did is we tested three of the holes from that program. And at base and east, there's two layers of clay. And some of the holes in the 2018 program didn't go down to that lower layer. So we did three holes to test those old three holes, those old the old program. And then we did another seven holes to expand the resource. And because of clay, it's all quite uniform you can actually get a decent upgrade in resource because of that. So that's why we've chosen to do that there. It's our biggest you know, bang for buck in some of the situations because we're permitted to go there and we can now get a decent resource upgrade, which we're seeing very good potential for a, a, a size and grade increase and confidence increase um, coming into this quarter. Well, well, coming back to the comp with um, American Lithium, obviously, you know, you, you compared them quite well, uh, favorably, except for tonnage, right? So you, you, you've got to expand, expand that resource out. So, um, and I get the homogenous nature of, of, of clays too. So how much more drilling will you be able to do? How quickly do you think you can expand um, the, the resource to try and understand the sort of the, the contained uh, lithium, because they're whatever they're near, whatever nearly, where are they at? Something, something significantly more than you. What are they forty times larger at the moment? It's, it's a lot larger. Yeah, they, they've yeah. got they've got sort of yeah, it's a lot larger. But they've also drilled out forty percent of their their asset base. If we had drilled that much, we would be definitely getting near that in the numbers. We, we hope. But how much does that cost? Do you think? How much is it going to cost you to, to kind of get there, or at least start moving that direction? And how quickly? How ambitious are you? To, uh, with that, yeah, we're very ambitious. We, you know, we we started a fast track drilling drilling program, um, sorry, exploration program to get things going quickly, and then we've now identified the best real method to do that. Our wiki up, our wiki up project, which is um, we're starting on now, is three times as big as our ten hole program. So we're doing twenty eight holes a wiki up, and that's roughly over sort of five to six kilometers squared area. Um, so you know, by the end of Q two, we would have drilled on claims of roughly about 20% of our block, um, you know, a bit under that maybe on that block. But, you know, we've got to remember is we're still doing exploration phase drilling on our claims. So it's not going to be like American Lithium where they've canvassed all their claims. We're, we're understanding WikiUp because we haven't drilled in those claims now. So it's going to be a resource in Q2, but it's not going to be, you're not going to be, you know, American drilling drilled about 40% of the 30 square kilometers. It's not going to be half the size of theirs, but it's going to be a, a big increase in what we have now. Because then we'll put a plan in place to expand that. 
Right. That's, that's what I was getting at. Because, you know, I didn't want you, or well, people think you're coming on here and trying to compare yourself to them, you know, out, out, of, out of the gate, which you clearly ha- aren't, but, uh, nor that you would get there quickly. But what I do want to try and understand is what do you, if, if, if the ambition is there and you can keep delivering, I say the homogenous nature of it, you should keep delivering uh, results quickly. How much money do you think you will need to raise and when? to be able to start to paint that picture? I think with the royalty funds we have now, we've got enough to get us to that stage because we're, we're good enough to get us at the clays to early stage technical study. And I don't think you know, we'll need more at the clays until it gets to that level. We would need more to, uh, the other assets you know, because we've got, a, we've got enough to sort of understand more about them. But once we demonstrate they are viable options, then we are going to probably have to do something on the market at some point, but we're an exploration company. That, you know, that's, that's sort of what exploration companies need to do because we haven't, we're not revenue generating right now. Now, what are you about for what, 45 million pounds um, with the recent, you know, surge, surge in share price? Um, so it, I get, I get those early, early days. Um, and the, but the ambition is there. Can you, can we talk about some of the, the other projects then in terms of the, the second resource that you're looking to um, put out? Um, so the pavement sites, the hard rocks. Yeah. Yeah, well, the hard rocks is very exciting. Um, they were found by Australian geologists under the Z- company Zenith. And the reason why we've got them is because there's payment type mining is you know, mostly in Australia. And the Australian geologists saw these assets and they thought they were comparable to some assets in Australia where you have these sort of small dikes at surface. And then deep down, you've got these big feeder systems. It's harder to spot because you see these dikes at surface and you think this might not be a viable option. So we now put a, a drill program in place to, to drill down below these um, feeder systems, these, these pegmatites to understand what's going on in depth. Once we demonstrate there is a viable pegmatite operation there, then yeah, it's, it's so exciting for the company because we'll be able to get something into production much more quickly than we would a clay asset because pegmatite mining is very well understood. You produce 6% spodumene concentrate, which should be shipped to a conversion facility. Um, there's quite a few popping up in the US. I know Tesla are putting one in, in uh, Texas. And that would be easier for us to get into operation and, and much more quicker than a, a clay, clay operation. Which leads me to literally you walk straight into the next question, which which is so why on earth ad- address the lithium uh, clay project first rather than something which is going to be it's there, it's well understood, the technology is well understood, and you can get into into uh, production quicker. Why why do things the way they the order in which you you are doing them? We, we know the clays there. We're permitted to go at the clays. We started the clays. We know we've got potential for a big resource. So that's why we doubled our claim, our land holding last year at the clays, because we realized that the size is everything in clays. You know, you need a big resource to make a world, world-class project there. And that's why we went with the clays. And it, but it also, but it also, it also comes with this inherent perception that the you know clays are difficult um, technically to to crack, right? You know, even American Lithium have had, had their problems, and they, they made an acquisition last year, brought in a more technical team to kind of help them with that, right? Uh, or you bring in a Chinese partner, y- y- usual story, right? So there's a sort of inherent perception there. Why not go with the easier, cheaper, quick win? by hard rock. Well, you know that we, we've got. Things, all these projects are very exciting. Um, and you know, that's why we're going on to hard rocks now. We've got a strong base in the clays, which we'll get going, and that's just going to be a case of drilling out the resources. The processing work's going on in the background, so that's going to be doing everything nicely. And then now we've got time to focus on the hard rocks, demonstrate what's there, so we can get you know two very good projects to market. And then we've got the brines up in Nevada, which again 
they require less, you know, less drilling. Obviously, there's more te- test work, and they'll be more capital intensive because of the processing facilities for a, for a brine up in Nevada. Um, but it, you know, the clays, so the pegmatites are going to be the easiest and cheapest to get to market, um, and then the clays are going to be uh, somewhere in between. And then you've got your the brines, which are going to be higher capital costs potentially. Okay, um, how are things in the states? Because we've got uh, the Biden administration wants to be greener, but doesn't actually like miners. So how's it working in the states that you're in? Um, well, we've got a very good relationship with the um, local and state governments. Um, you know, we've got a good ESG professional who we've got a policy in place to engage with the local stakeholders and local tribes in the area. Um, so, so far, we're having very good relationships and very good talks. We haven't had any issues getting permits. Um, so we're seeing very encouraging market for developing projects over there and we've been encouraged over there so there's been nothing we can see of any sort of negative negative government policies coming down to us it seems very positive okay okay and um so no holdups no bumps along the road it's it's going at the speed that you thought it might yeah i you know i uh, we had a minor delay with the wiki up permit but i think that was purely covid related you know everywhere's had delays of covid I think it was a, a month or a bit. It was nothing massive. Um, and everything else has been going the right way. We've got a very good permits team on the ground. We've got a lot of permits coming through this year. We've got our, we're drilling at Wiki up now. We're going to have permits coming through at other portions of our basin project. So basin east extension, basin north, basin west. And those projects all bolt onto each other. And they'll help us put this big resource in place at basin. And that's what we're looking forward to. And then we've got basin west extension, our portions based in West and Wiki up South. So we've got all these projects which we're permitting and building onto uh, in a sort of very sensible way to understand what's there and then build a big resource up. How much has the management team got? Uh, well, first of all, what percentage of the companies does the management team own? So la- management's about 22% uh, okay. management board, 20, 22% of the company. Is, is um, Mr. Mellon the, most the, of that? Yes. Yeah, Jim is Jim is the, the bulk of that. Um, Jim's been, you know, he, he kept the company alive um, whilst you know after after the last ipo failed attempt then back in 2019 so jim has been hugely supportive shareholders and he's you know founded the company back in 2017 you know brad ahead is is, is a headland of the isle of man so obviously it's, it's a company very close to this jim's heart so yeah he, he's a very supportive shareholder and, and someone we really we, we really appreciative having him on the team absolutely good guy um so with, with with you so is this your first time as a ceo of a public company it is right. Okay, so you, you you you're probably well aware, having worked at the places that you've worked, but now you're in the hot seat yourself. You're going to learn uh, about the expectations of retail uh, market. So retail is a big piece of the investor uh, share registry at the moment, is it? Yeah, yeah. Retail is a huge huge portion of our investor um, base at this stage of the company because it, it's a story where. You know, institutions can't necessarily get into it because they're a market cap and the retailers see the value and they understand the story and they've been really helpful. We've got a very good Twitter following and yeah, the retail market's been fantastic helping us get, get the story out there. Absolutely. As, yeah, we, we, we've been in contact with a few of them or well, they've been in contact with us, um, but they are going to be expecting you to do things like be buying shares in the open market when there's when you're not blacked out, that is. Um, so, um, and, and what, what are the other things you're sort of learning um on on the job, as it were. What what are you discovering? Um, well, I was quite lucky in, in some respects because I worked at M and A, equity research, 
asset management, corporate development. So a lot of my background has been involved in many of the things now, but it's the, yeah, things like this, Matthew, talking to yourself is something which uh, hopefully my army training helped me with as well. But um, it's an area of the of which I'm learning on the job. But it's a it's a fantastic job and it's a, it's a busy job and you, know, you have to be multitasking all the time, but it's, it's something where I'm enjoying very much building something. And that's what the team is doing. The team is trying to build something in the US to bring value to shareholders and, and grow the company. And that's what we're, we're doing as a team. We hope we've done well so far. And I think our share price risen about 150% since IPO is, is demonstrating there's a team we're doing very well there. Yeah. And are you finding, because um, obviously the dual listing is, is, is going to, so what, are you, what, what is the listing in the US? Um, it's OTCQB. So it's BHL, BHLIF is the ticker. Right. Okay. Um, and that's obviously helping people act from over these shows access it. But are you, are you, are you going to be spending more marketing effort and budget in the US, given what you've seen with some of the US success of the US companies um, in, in the battery space more broadly? Yeah, definitely the US is a big market for us. We've also got a North American broker called Red Cloud, and we are looking into the potential for a TSXV listing with them. So that is something, again, which might help the company. Um, you know, the Canadian market has been very favorable to battery metals. So you, having the cross-listing in the US, and then we are considering the TSXV listing at some point. So you know, we can see how seriously we take the North American market from, from those two things. Brilliant. Okay. Well, it tries to, um, as a first, first pass, um, really interesting story. I like what you're doing there. Obviously, right space, right timing. Um, would love you to come back in and perhaps sit down with one of our technical uh, guys and sort of get into the weeds a little bit. Certainly on the on on the on the two projects um, that you're putting resources out on, so we can sort of understand those a little bit more, uh, if you don't mind. Um, appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thanks, Matt. I just want to leave you a few points as well because you know, Brad is a very exciting story. We listed last year, raised good amount of funds interest from a royalty provider, which is really shows confidence in our assets. We've got three unique asset types in Arizona and Nevada. You know, the, some of the one and two ranked in the Fraser Index mining investment tractiveness survey. We're, no, we're near the end users, we're the infrastructure, all the batch manufacturers are growing up in the US. And the fact we have three project types is really exciting. You know, that is unusual in a sort of explorer of our level. You know, Brian's, pegmatites and clay assets. There's a lot coming for 2022, resource update in Q1. Maiden Resource Q2, drilling at our brines and clay, sorry, pegmatites later in the year, and then permitting and drilling at other clay assets. So we're going to have a big resource growth this year and a lot to come from our pegmatites and brines. So it's a really interesting story, well-funded, near the end users in the US, an exciting time to be involved. And the company's done very well since IPO, up 150% since IPO. So, you know, I, I think it's a fantastic opportunity for people to invest in at this stage.